Welcome to the Best Me Podcast. Your best tomorrow starts today. I'm your host, Ellen Livingston. I believe showing up each and every day as the best version of myself doesn't happen on accident. It takes awareness and planning. On this podcast, I talk about planning for ways to improve my health, develop a sense of purpose in everyday life, and create meaningful connections so I can be the best me I can be. And so can you. Let's get started. Hey there, besties. It's me, Ellen. This past week, I got sick. And I'm not talking about just feeling a little bit under the weather. I'm talking about a headache and cough and chills and body aches, runny nose. I was just miserable. And all I wanted to do was cover up with a blanket. And my sweet husband, David, was so good to me. He was bringing me Tylenol and blankets and tissues and water. And he never complained because, honestly, that's what I was doing. And after I felt better, I kind of felt guilty because I really like to think of myself as someone who doesn't complain a lot. Or do I? According to an article by Travis Bradbury in the Online Entrepreneur Magazine, research shows that most people complain about once a minute in typical conversation. Once a minute. (laughs) That's a lot. And in the article, he explains that complaining does make us feel good. But like some other habits, like over-drinking or eating too much junk food, just because it makes us feel better doesn't mean it's good for us. Besides being annoying, being a chronic complainer can actually damage areas of your brain. Research at Stanford University has shown complaining shrinks the hippocampus, an area that is critical to problem-solving and intelligent thought. Complaining also releases the stress hormone cortisol, which shifts us into that fight-or-flight mode, directing oxygen, blood, and energy away from everything but the systems essential to your immediate survival. So it raises your blood pressure and blood sugar, so you're prepared to escape or defend yourself. But the problem is, you really aren't in any danger. And this repeated release of cortisol by frequent complaining starts to impair your immune system. It makes you susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and more likely to have a stroke. Now, our brains love efficiency, and it doesn't really want to work any harder than it has to. So when you repeat a behavior, such as complaining, the neurons in your brain create a neuropathway to make this flow of information easier, which makes it easier for you to repeat that behavior in the future. In fact, scientists say neurons that fire together wire together. So repeated behavior creates a bridge of sorts in your brain to make a more permanent connection. And repeated complaining rewires your brain to make future complaining more likely. And over time, it becomes easier to be more negative than positive. And it becomes your default behavior, which affects how people perceive you. Now, we've all known someone who seems to complain about everything. In fact, let me tell you a true story. I was with a group of people, and we'd been out to eat. 
and afterwards we were all talking about how good the food was. And this one person said that the cheeseburgers were good, but they had too much cheese on them. (laughs) Seriously, too much cheese on a cheeseburger? And then for breakfast, we went out to a bakery the next morning, and this same person said that the donut was too sweet. Now, if this wasn't so funny, it would really be annoying. Chronic complainers want other people to join in with them. And because they have this established neuropathway, this highway to negativity, they really aren't even aware of how much they complain. But why do people complain? As you probably can guess, there are several reasons, and they aren't all bad. There are times people need to vent, like when you're stuck in traffic or in a long line somewhere, or maybe you just had a bad day at work, or maybe because you're miserable because you have a cold. But anyway, just knowing that there's someone to listen and validate your frustrations actually makes you feel better. And this is because these situations are typically all out of our control and venting releases some stress. And then there are productive complaints, you know, ones that highlight a problem and then kind of offer a solution. Like if the air conditioner in your hotel room isn't working, you complain to the front desk and ask to be moved to a different room. Or if your steak isn't cooked like you ordered, you call the waiter over and ask that the chef fix it. These types of situations aren't frivolous, and they do warrant a complaint. But chronic complainers, they sap our energy because they aren't really venting frustration or trying to fix a problem. They are simply drawing attention to themselves. Have you seen the videos of people going berserk because they didn't get enough sauce packets in their to-go order? They aren't just frustrated or trying to fix a problem. They are attention seekers. And speaking of fixing problems, do you remember the Reverend Will Bowden and his purple bracelet no complaint challenge? He was frustrated with the amount of complaining at his church. They really couldn't get much done. At one of his sermons, he passed out rubber bracelets to his congregation, and he challenged them to go 21 days in a row without complaining. And if you caught yourself complaining, you were to switch the bracelet over to the other wrist and start over. Now, guys, it took about an average of four to eight months for his congregation members to go 21 days in a row without complaining. Now, he did this because he felt if they were to find solutions to their problems, it was more productive to work with church members who came with positive solutions instead of negative complaints. And he was right. Research has shown chronic complainers see things more black and white, are less flexible for compromise, and see more problems than solutions. And this challenge went viral Thousands of businesses, churches, schools, and other organizations use the purple bracelets to transform their members' attitudes. Now, guys, I'm not missing the irony on all this because I seem like I'm complaining about people who complain too much. But maybe, just maybe, it would be a good idea to try the 21-day challenge 
You don't have to have the purple rubber bracelet. You can use a rubber band or any other bracelet you happen to have. But it will make you aware of how much you complain. And remember, to be your best me, it takes awareness and planning. So if you want to do everything you can to do to protect your health, to be a better problem solver, and maybe not be quite so annoying, and in my case, not such a whiny baby when I get sick, rewiring your brain to complain less really is worth your time and effort. That's all I have for today, besties. Be kind, be positive, and be your best. And remember, small progress is still progress. Thanks for listening to the Best Me Podcast. If you would like to make a comment, suggest a podcast topic, or just say hi, send me an email at bestmepodcast at gmail.com. I hope you'll join me next week as I continue to talk about how to be the best me I can be. This episode was edited by Adam Boatwright. If you need any help with music, audio and video editing, or digital arts, be sure and check him out at adamboatwright.com. That's A-D-A-M-B-O-A-T-R-I-G-H-T dot com.